Well, good morning, and uh, it is a great day to be alive. This is your podcast with Steve and Eddie, and we are here uh, gladly being able to represent Crossroads and the Lord Jesus Christ. And I am so glad that we're also here willingly and having a lot of fun representing the Chicago Cubs. And Eddie, you happen to have a beautiful cap on today, I, will, I well, must say. I, I will have to say this, that I need help in men's group. Oh. There were four other cardinal hats and a cardinal shirt this morning with just me, one cub. You're kidding. I need help. I need... Well, we've slipped into second place. Yeah. Yeah. So that's a good deal. We're only two games out now. If you're a man on... On Wednesday mornings, if you if you're a Cub fan, I need I need support. There you go. The, the, there the were... call the call has been uh, made. Uh, we're we're looking for a bullpen, or maybe a writer, ready or a lefty. Right. So, so out of thirteen guys, four of them were wearing Cardinal paraphernalia. I see. So I was outnumbered. Well, so hang in there, Cubby fan. <laughs> That's what I say. Of course, with the, the Cardinals, they're all sing song. Well, look how many World Series we won. So yeah. Well, you know, and I don't mean to continue to. In pool holes, where'd he go? He's he went to Los Angeles Dodgers. Went to, went the to... old gas man himself picked up a That's new right. uh, an old yeah. Hall of Famer. Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, his team got a year two left, so. and he got a hit last night. They said yeah. so. Well, you know, and sometimes we get on here, we, we do talk a little baseball, and it is baseball season. We don't mean to overdo that, but um, hopefully you can enjoy a little bit of fun uh, with us uh, gabbing a little bit that way. But, um, uh, yeah, it's it's about a third of the way done, I guess. They've they've gotten into the season now. Maybe it's a quarter, just a yeah. quarter. But so that's, you know, I don't know. It's uh, I think maybe it's something wrong in, in the water here in Solon. Right. I see. It kind of leans people towards St. Louis. I don't, I don't know what it is, but well, I don't know what the ratio is, yeah. fans, mm-hmm. fans wise. Yeah, I don't know either. Cubbies to Cardinals to Reds to, and then you know the scattering of the others. But yeah, but anyway, it's 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 fun, and uh, it kind of feels like being a, a Cowboys fan for the football team. Yeah, and that's probably true. There's a heavy laden group of people here that happen to be. Um, there are a few Cowboy fans. There's Cowboys fans through, for yeah. sure, but. Um, Definitely Colts fans. <laughs> Captain Snodgrass, he's a he's a big Cowboys fan. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then like yourself, there's some Chicago Chicago Bears. Not the fans. Bears. The Bears. Bears. Yeah. But anyway, uh, it is it is good to be here with you, um, folks, and we're thankful that you have joined us today. And you know, sometimes we talk a little bit of sports, and we have a little fun that way. We talk about life in general, and we 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 don't talk much about crocheting. On this podcast, no, um, I always wanted to crochet a bicycle. I see. I, I never got the job. Said, done, a, bi- so. a bicycle. Yeah, yeah. Uh, to ride. Yeah, to try I to see. ride. I was going to start it. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness! Well, that leads us right into our podcast today, uh, and the main, the big idea for right. from uh, this last week. And <laughs> I don't know how uh, you can pretty much count on the fact of winning a race with a crocheted bicycle but uh this title of this last week's message was how to win the race mm-hmm. and i'm sure that it's uh don't use a crocheted starched no, bicycle no that's yeah. for sure well before we get started i'd like to go ahead and have a word of prayer and we'll get right into it 
Heavenly Father, this life that you have us in is a a race. Uh, In a lot of ways, it can be a rat race uh, of sorts, and we find ourselves just zipping around and sometimes not wondering or wondering which way to go and and with all the things that are are that we face in our days um, we if we look into our own understanding we are going to have a really tough time to uh, really get direction but if we look unto you and look to trust you and uh, in all our ways do that you're going to guide us and direct us in our paths, and in this race, you're going to help us finish it strong. So, Lord, in our podcast today, I ask that you would just guide us and direct us as we speak about that in the Sunday to come, and we just lean it over onto you now. In Jesus' name, we pray. Amen. Amen. Sorry about the cough. I can't seem to get beyond this. It keeps coming back on me. That's all right. No, I thought it was interesting. What a small world it is. You know, I started that message talking about Usain Bolt and being a great, probably the greatest sprinter of all times, and then you whip out a picture of your brother Mark with him. Uh, I thought that was, that's pretty cool. That's fun. To be honest with you. Yeah, it really is So uh, one of the things he said was, I'm a slow starter, uh, and I, I think some of us are spiritually. I think there are people that have accepted Christ and pretty much stayed babies. No offense, but I'm just saying, saying that uh, that's a tragedy. Because they, well, they always have to be fed, and right. they have to be diapered, and they cry a lot, and they whine. And uh, I'm not singling out anybody. I'm just saying I see this within the context of the kingdom. If people don't grow uh, and stay babies, that's you have to baby <laughs> Yeah, and here's the thing. It, it, it's The Word speaks about it, right? And that's exactly why. Right. It, it's not like it's a new thing. No, it's been around. And Paul the, talked about it. Paul talked about it. He's like, Man, look, you, you got to get out of milk, yeah, off of milk. Get right? off the bottle. Yep. You know, come on, let's get into the meat of the Word, and let's get to living into the uh, the Lordship of Jesus Christ. Yeah. Well, you know, and, and, and Usain said that he said, I keep driving and driving, focused on the finish line. And, and I think what he said was profound, because he said gold begins at the finish line. Yeah, the gold. Yeah, exactly. That's yeah. when you, because you don't get it till you get till you win. That's right. <laughs> you know, and that's the point. So, uh, and we talked, you know, about the Olympics and them running and, um, I, I like. I, I had this quote here when they were talking about how Paul spoke about that. He, he mentioned the life of the as a follower of Christ being uh, either a race or a fight, mm-hmm. and both of those require a lot of action and uh, action on our parts. We have to be involved in those to win. That was the metaf- metaphors he used. But he says the major sports was running and boxing in the Pancrathon. I didn't, in all out combination of boxing and wrestling and kicking, in which holes were barred except for biting and gouging. I said, it reminds me of marriage. <laughs> and the pentathlon, which included running, long jumping, throwing, and discus, throwing the javelin, and wrestling. And that's, that's what they were involved in. So when Paul wrote these words, of course, inspired by the Holy Spirit, people would understand because in that part of the world, everybody knew. Because they, they they knew about the Olympics, they knew about all this stuff that was going on, so they could, you know, they could relate to that. Um, and you know, chapter twelve, verse one, uh, Hebrews. Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a huge crowd of witnesses to the life of faith, <coughs> you know, and I likened that, and that's what Paul was talking about: is all these heroes of faith in Hebrews eleven, 
But he lists this whole list. They went on. They're joined the stands. They're cheering us on. So I, I like that concept of being uh, on the stadium, on that, on the track, and the stadium was 200 yards, and it was flat, and 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 on each side were these raised hills, grassy hills, where all the spectators sat. So we can picture these hero, uh, these heroes of faith that has went on before us that line these hills, cheering us on as we run the race of life. And of course the the premise is is that we keep our eyes focused on Jesus. That's mm-hmm. that's the whole point of it. Uh, he talks about the preparation of the race. Verse 1, let us strip off every weight that show, slows us down, especially the sin that so easily hinders our progress, and let us run with endurance the race that God has set before us. You picture runners, you see them in the Olympics, you know, taking on, and the, and the clothes that they run in is lightweight. They're almost mm-hmm. non-existent almost. Right. They cover you, but still they're not. They're not heavy. They take right. sweatpants off and on and on well, and on you know, before they run. Some of them even shave their legs, yeah. oh, their bodies, yeah. uh, swimming. Uh, they do that uh, so that there's no drag. So it's a great analogy of where you take that extra weight, anything that would hold you back. Now, that's a huge deal when we talk about our lives and we talk about anything that drags us down sinfully yeah. that does not line up with God. No, that's a lifelong journey. Well, he, and and it, he goes on to say, <clears throat> the sin he's talking about is unbelief. Mm-hmm. If we don't believe God can help us, if we don't believe He can do things in our life, it's not going to do us any good. Right. If we don't believe it, which lines us right into your faith series, and that's why we're talking about this. Yeah, that's awesome. And he talks about uh, the command to runners. Uh, the term endurance means to abide under and to wait with patience. You know, patience is. Uh, it is the steadfast endurance which carries on until the end, until it gets there. You, it never stops. It's all. It's always there. It's that endurance that we don't give up. And it, it, and then, of course, the verse two is a, is probably the premise. We do this by keeping our eyes on Jesus, on whom our faith depends from start to finish. He was willing to die a shameful. Excuse me. Death on the cross because of the joy he knew he would be at, be his afterwards, his gold. Now he is seated in the place of highest honor beside God's throne in heaven, and that is the whole point. And and as you run this race, the problem is, <coughs> excuse me, on the sidelines, in the spectators, Satan is his emissaries aren't off limits. They can get. They can sit on the same grass hill and holler at you. That's the problem. Mm-hmm. It'd be great as after we run, all we heard was God's voice and the saints. But that's not so. We hear all we hear these the voices jeering trying to and the cutting us down. Uh, and you're not booing doing, and carrying you look on. Like, you, you, you're, you're a loser. You're going to stumble and, and you're you know, uh, yeah, absolutely. So and, we have to learn to listen to the right voices exactly and that's you know that's kind of the way the word of god you know making sure we spend time there the scriptures making sure that we're spending time around those um that are are going to encourage us on just like you're speaking now on sunday morning uh dustin said a few words doc um ellis had mentioned a few words as they were talking about the cpc and we had sharon uh carrie there and and um, was that her name? Yeah, that's right. Okay, she good, did a great was, job. Good, yes, yeah, she did. did. And uh, yeah, she's a great gal. And um, anyway, wanted to have Dustin mention a few things. And the reason why I'm mentioning it is because he said that he listened to a podcast this last week, and he uh, 
they had mentioned on that podcast that your spiritual grade, you know, like the the grade you get from school, is determined by those type of people, or it's the average of that grade, is kind of determined by those that you're hanging around with. Yeah, you know, and uh, and so it it speaks a little <laughs> bit about um, you know that fact that we are to be in the world but not of it. And so we need to be encouraging one another on. So as Christians, and I want you to hear this, uh, people that are listening to this podcast, if you're a Christ follower that is a Christian, watch what you say on social media. Oh, boy. Watch what you say and how you act with actions from your window of your car <laughs> when somebody cuts you yeah. off and how you communicate nonverbally. Uh, be mindful of what God is trying to do in you and raise your spiritual grade Mm -hmm. as he continues to help you run this race. That's all i got to say about that. Yeah, that's for sure. (laughs) Well, and then another thing that gives us hope is, is, you know, Hebrews 4.15, this high priest of ours understands our weaknesses, talking about Jesus for he faced all the same temptations we do, yet he did not sin. Right. He showed us that <clears throat> in his humanness that he he could do that, and he shows us we can do it as well with the Holy Spirit. Right. So our attitude while running, think about all he endured. This is verse 3, chapter 12, Hebrews. Think about all he endured when sinful people did such terrible things to him so that you don't become weary and give up. You know, and that's... And that's that's the thing. It, sometimes you want to give up. You just want to head for the showers because you're you get tired of it. And you know what's frustrating sometimes is when your own when when your own family. And I don't. I'm not talking about DNA here. I'm talking about the spiritual family, the 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 fellow sisters and brothers of Christ. Um, you get tripped up by each other that way that that's disheartening isn't it yeah it is and what we've got to do is we've got to come together we've got to learn to forgive we've got to learn also to bounce away satan's attacks because he will do it within the family oh he'll do it within the family and he'll try to split you up and that's his biggest demise right and another tragedy of all the people i've seen the last 40 some years that have started the race and quit and got completely off the track and took off, so to speak. It's because of that internal yeah, It's a tragedy. Fight. It's a big tragedy. It is, and that's why Paul does mention <clears throat> it so much to, uh, and Timothy, we, we, we read in there, we talk, we, you know, there's Titus and the, the way to handle some of these things yeah. within leadership, within the family of God, and all of these ways. How do you move forward? And how do you forgive? How do you then deal with certain circumstances and and uh, and handling them? So, be mindful uh, of your brothers and sisters in Christ, and and um, and help in by spurring each other on uh, in the love of Christ Jesus. Well, a couple applications here. With first was claim the grace to persevere. <clears throat> you need a second win. Ask for it. It's like Isaiah forty twenty nine through thirty one. <clears throat> He gives strength to the weary, and to him who lacks might, he increases power. Though youths grow weary and tired, and vigorous young men stumble badly, 
Yet those who wait for the Lord will gain new strength. They will mount up with wings like eagles. They will walk and not become weary. And then secondly, remember, remember, we're never alone. We're not the only ones on the track. <clears throat> there are those around us. We see those that are falling behind or whatever. We need to turn around and go back and encourage them. <clears throat> we need to, we need to encourage each other, and that's you know, that's uh, that's huge. Mm-hmm. That is a huge, huge thing. Amen. So well, I know that as pastors, um, you know, maybe some will will think that we've just got it. We just have this extra boost of, of uh, I don't know, encouragement or strengthening or whatever it might be. Every morning when we wake up, we, we take a shot of the Holy Spirit, so to speak, and boom, you know, we're just, you know, <laughs> ready to go at it. And, and I will tell you, it, you know, it's not like that. You know, I mean, yes, we got to starts off I've been really making sure this last year that I've been speaking from the front and talking about yeah. how to start off your day right I mean you know starting off with Thanksgiving but what I'm trying to refer to right now is even as pastors we need to continue to encourage one another so if pastors are if you're listening to this podcast and encourage another pastor encourage uh, your that, that that call that is within you that 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 God has called you to do be encouraged finish that race continue to fight that fight Mm -hmm. that you know that it's not of your own strength that you move forward and continue on but you do it because god has called and you are doing it from the strength of of the lord who's called you and so uh lay people uh, as you're hearing this continue to encourage your pastors continue to spur them on in love and in peace and in grace and mercy continue to pray for them pray for us please we we uh, we covered those prayers de- uh, dearly and <clears throat> homemade cookies really help as well so I want to throw that in there for do you have a special re- Barb yeah a special request yeah yeah this girl can she's a cookie maker they are very good they inspire me yeah so uh, <laughs> I, I guess i get to say in a big way amen to that amen amen to that well this message coming up sunday continuing on and uh, is a it's not a fun message it's not one of a, a lot of hilarity uh, why does god discipline us man that's <clears throat> that's um that's a tough business the definition of discipline is training that corrects moles or perfects the mental faculties or moral character. It's never pleasant, and I don't think it's something that we eagerly look forward to. I know I haven't heard it so much in the last generation, I guess, but my generation, uh, when the mom would say, you just wait till your dad gets home, it would strike fear. trepidation in the hearts of those children because it wasn't going to be they had to think about that and wait i just soon get whacked and get it over with not yeah. to, not to have to wait mom can you just i remember call. saying to my mom i remember saying can you just go ahead and give me the spanking <laughs> i don't care if you even use the paddle oh just go my gosh just... you just w- didn't want that car to come or truck or whatever you was driving well, that was a part of pull the, up that so. was a part of the punishment yeah I mean, they, well, it, oh, it was, it was, mom's she, no dummy. It wasn't any fun. No. And I can say this because it never happened to me. <laughs> but I know people that it has. I was I got off scot-free, which we'll, I'll talk about that some in here. But nonetheless, 
and then the, going to the principal's office, I had some principals. I knew I was going to get whacked before I, I went down there. And that was a, a story I always told that my friend Ronald Watson, uh, he wore these great big baggy pants. He went in the bathroom and stuffed these pockets with uh, toilet paper. And he went in there and oh, Oh, Mr. Armstrong put him over that desk. He says, Ronald, what do we have here? I'll never forget those words. And man, he'd give him an extra lick. <laughs> so that's, that didn't help him any. <coughs> oh, my gosh. And, uh, you know, we take it, we say, go into the woodshed. Now, that's, and God does that because he loves us. But boy, A.W. <clears throat> Tozier, he talks about this. He, uh, and I won't read this whole thing, but what you kind of get the drift out of these first few sentences. It was the enraptured Rutherford who could shout in the midst of serious and painful trials, praise God for the hammer, the file, and the furnace. Mm. Because they all work on you in a different way. You know, and I'm, I'm going to talk about that. I guess, you know, you, you think about, for the nail knows the hammer only as an opponent, a brutal, merciless enemy who lives to pound him into submission, to beat it down out of sight, and clinch it into place. That's the nail's view of the hammer. And I think, you know, we get into the file is a more painful still for its business is to bite into the soft metal scraping and eating away the edges till it has shaped the metal to do its will. The furnace is the worst of all. Ruthless and savage, it leaps at every combustible thing that enters it and never relaxes its fury till it has reduced it all to shapeless ashes. And that's the harsh way to look at it, but that's the point is God works on us to shape us in the image of Christ. Mm -hmm. You know, as you, we did that series years and years ago when you made that clay uh, bust of Christ. It was, a, it was an excellent example. <clears throat> you know, and our greatest need is, is confident, uh, patient endurance. Boy, this is a tough one here. Proverbs um, um, 13, 24. He who spares his rod hates his son, but he who loves him disciplines him diligently. You know, and that's the truth of the matters. I'm going to talk about boundaries. Uh, <clears throat> part of my insecurity comes from not being raised with boundaries, and I'm not going to go into that now, but <clears throat> children need boundaries. It shows that their parents care about them. It shows that their parents love them. That's why God give us boundaries. Uh, I had a series of messages years and years ago called guardrails, and that's what it was talking about. God puts these guardrails so you won't go down off that ravine, you know. Um, it says, faithful, mature parents recognize this truth by setting and enforcing boundaries. That's the flip side of love, and that is what it is. It, Hebrews 12, 4 through, turn, 4 through 13 is all about. It, it gets into that. Is, and it's, we have to endure a father's discipline if jesus god's perfect son endured suffering to learn obedience how much more should we expect to go through the same curriculum hebrews 12 4 says after all you have not yet given your lives in your struggle against sin mm -hmm. we've not given it all up right that's the point and that's i thought this was interesting the greek term translated struggle is antagonizomeo mea from it we get our word antagonism and man, we know what that means. We know what antagonists are like, and we know, <laughs> we, we know how that word, you know, and, and, and I'm talking about some, some basic absolutes. Discipline is better than death is the first one. 
Discipline by God is better to die without Christ. That mm. is the whole. <clears throat> the second absolute is discipline proves the Father's love. Verses 5 and 6. And have you entirely forgotten the encouraging words God spoke to you, his children? He said, My child, don't ignore it when the Lord disciplines you, and don't be discouraged when he corrects you. For the Lord disciplines those he loves, and he punishes those he accepts as his children. So, that's... Uh, the four, you know, that's that's a couple of absolutes, and then four basic principles that help amidst the hurt. Discipline assures us of sonship. It, it lets us know and lets us feel that we are God's children, right. and He loves us. and And His motive is He wants the best for us. You know, that's the that's the thing. That's why we tell kids not to touch hot stoves and do these things that will hurt them. It's for their own good. Right. So. Discipline deepens and enhances life is another principle. Since we respect our earthly fathers who disciplined us, should we not all the more cheerfully submit to the discipline of our Heavenly Father and live forever? That's verse 9. And in third principles, discipline continues for our benefits to make us better, to make us, to mold us and shape us into the image of Christ and be obedient because in life, <coughs> excuse me, as followers of Christ, that's that's where the best life is is the obedient life because God then can pour the blessings He has for us. I think there's going to be we're going to have tons of unused blessings. <laughs> Sad to say, because we weren't obedient. But that's my that's just what I think. I'll throw that in. Principle four is this one, the last one. Though initially painful, it's ultimately valuable. That's verse eleven. No discipline is enjoyable while it is happening. It is painful. But afterward, there will be a quiet harvest of right living for those who are trained in this area. Well, I never, when I would go to the principal's office and come back to my seat with my behind on fire, I never thought it was, <laughs> I never gleaned anything from that, only to behave myself. So if that makes any sense, that's, uh, uh, of course, the ultimate goal is, is inner healing for us. <coughs> And I, I kind of end, and uh, the reason we should take care of the body is because it is God's magnum opus. Discipline helps us take care of the body. Discipline to exercise, discipline to eat right, which I don't always follow. Discipline in that sense is to take care of yourself because we are, we house the Holy Spirit. We are the temple of God. God doesn't live in buildings. He lives in us. He lives in people. And it's the same as... God's masterpiece. Humans are God's masterpiece, mm -hmm. and that's why you know we should, <laughs> you know, we should take it care of us. Basic principles again that help us endure God's discipline. One, it gives us security that we are God's child, whom He loves dearly. Secondly, it helps us mature and become more like Jesus. Thirdly, it continues to conform us our entire lives into the image of Christ. And then four, it shapes us for the fruitfulness spiritually that we will be active participants in the building of God's kingdom and I can't stress that enough every follower of Christ is gifted every follower of Christ is a minister every follower of Christ has a function within the kingdom and that's it's right. just not to occupy a chair on Sunday <laughs> that's right it's to be Jesus out in life our life's not lived inside the building our life for Christ is lived in our spheres of influence family work 
public on and on and on you can go on and on there's a lot of different spheres that we're involved in in life but that's that's where it's lived it's not lived here because you can come in here and smile and put on a big face and fool people for an hour hour and a half mm-hmm. i done it i know that to be true right, right. yeah god god has made a beautiful <laughs> kaleidoscope of many oh many colors that are vibrant in this world and and if you found that um the colors in your life have have gotten a little less bright and you're for some reason or another um you're just not feeling uh and i say feeling but the but you're just not realizing that god is that you're that you're shining the colors of of god's uh colors brightly those that he's given you gifted you and um refresh your mind and your spirit renew it that's what the word says renew your mind uh, in the word and in the understanding of the holy spirit is guiding you refresh it and uh, recognize it and and to get involved maybe with a small group of of uh involved with uh maybe uh, one of the women's groups or one of the one of the guys groups or uh, and the men's group if you wear a cub hat that's right yeah if you come with the cubs hat that's right oh. no but seriously it's just it's good to be in, involved and informed and re, be renewed by the the renewal you know renewed refreshed in the spirit by the renewing of our mind well and proverbs as well mentions that we shape iron sharpenings iron we sharpen each other that's right by accountability and and sharing our lives as well that's the point about you're right about being together it it needs to be that's right <clears throat> and we are so glad to be able to see each of you coming back many of you coming back um on sunday mornings uh, to gather this way to encourage one another on to to spur each other and and to continue that uh that great race that god has put out in front of us and so uh, thank you pastor for for bringing those words to us and what's going to be coming up soon uh, this coming Sunday. And And there are those that hear this, I'm sure, that understand discipline, especially from a parent's perspective that, and you that have children, you know, why do you or why not do you not discipline your children? (laughs) It's another, if you love them, you will set boundaries for them, and you will adhere to those boundaries. One of my weaknesses as a father was that, and I, I, I regret that tremendously. But I tell you what, I didn't. <clears throat> I had some run-ins with discipline, but there wasn't anything that compared when I got off the airplane <laughs> in San Diego, and that drill instructor was at the at the in San Diego airport grabbing, jerking you around, whacking you, and making you stand at attention. I knew that. Uh, my lesson and discipline had come to order, and for 13 weeks I lived it. So, uh, <laughs> you know, I, I, yeah, it was uh, it was unbelievable. I know there's a lot of Marines giving me a hard time. I'm such a baby sometimes, but man, oh man! Um, and you talk about it, it was painful because you get out of line, they whack you. So, <clears throat> and God does that, but He He does it in a way that is is good for us, if that makes any sense. He doesn't leave marks, so to speak. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Right. Sometimes you get smacked, it leaves a mark, red place or whatever. I had a drill instructor take his knuckle and hit you on the cheekbone. Oh, my, your eyes would water, but your cheekbone would be red, but he didn't bust your lips or nose. They wouldn't leave a mark on you. 
that you could go, of course you couldn't see any anybody higher up than drill instructors. No one was allowed in your area the whole 13 weeks. So you couldn't go complain and say, hey man, that drill instructor busted my lip. That wasn't gonna happen. But you know, that's the point. Yeah, God God will mold us and he'll you you mentioned it. There's sometimes chiseling, you know, filing, uh, the hammer, that kind of thing. But those same some same hands I, I, I want to make this clear and I, I those same hands that have used that hammer and chisel to knock off some pretty oh rough spots are the same hands that are used to caress and, and soothe to, to yep. soothe and to comfort <laughs> And if we look at it and liken it as clay, to to know how to soften that, which was hard, but to now mold it mm -hmm. as clay in the potter's hands into the form that he wants us, the big chunks and things that we've been holding on to, sin, that, that sin, sometimes that discipline that, that we don't want to have because it's like, oh, this is going to be too hard to go through. No. I tell you, allow yourself to be in the hands of the Master. Oh, be be obedient unto Him, and the caress and the guidance and the and the the beauty of your Creator, the One who designed you. He might have to to help knock off some of those rough mm -hmm. edges on you, but He will also caress and mold and guide you into a beautiful form, in which He wants to pour out His Spirit in, and have you do a wonderful work in the life of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Well, Pastor, can you go ahead and just wrap us up? With well, Steve, not to put you on the spot, but now that we're talking about discipline, I thought about a story that your father told me about your drumsticks. Oh, yeah. You remember that story? Yeah, Dad, Dad was a Nazarene <laughs> pastor, and, <laughs> and uh, uh, he, you know, was a conservative um, uh, Nazarene uh, church, is very conservative, and at that time especially, uh, growing up, I was probably around 15, 16 years old, and and uh, we were at Manville Camp, Man, Manville Nazarene Summer Camp, and and uh, we were in a we call it the Brown, Brown Memorial, and I was in there with my cousin, and they had a set of drums in there. My cousin was a drummer, and I was not a drummer, but I was I had a set of drumsticks that were given to me, and and uh, so we went in there, and these guys were just kind of thumping around on the drums and kind of getting things going and and then all of a sudden they they threw in some rock and roll and in that rock and roll there was uh, 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 oh good grief Mellencamp oh. John Mellencamp <clears throat> and uh, one of your own very own Hoosiers yeah. out here and so from very nearby but um, he was on the radio and uh, it was it was Jack and Diane. Okay. And so here's he, a little story about here's Jack. Here's a little story. I know that song. Now yeah. they're now Dad, unbeknownst to me, uh, has come in the side door because he's heard kind of some racket, and so he's like, "Well, what's going on?" And so he <laughs> he, he steps in the side door, and I didn't know he was there, and we're just having fun as teens and just whacking around. But also, you got to understand, the Brown Memorial was where the the teens worshipped. So it was a sacred place to a degree. So for my dad, oh yeah, that's... he was coming in and he was like, "What's going on?" First of all, it would have been one thing if it was Petra, 
It would have been exactly. another thing if it was even even if it was a striper. If, yeah. if you guys yeah. are listening yeah. and you're hearing this, that's kind of a little bit more of a uh, you know it's Christian rock and roll, Petra, and you know a little bit of a hard rock with striper and things like that. But no, 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 no. This was very secular, so it was very worldly. And and, and if you guys know, as most of you do, uh, John Mellencamp's words in that yeah, song is talking yeah. about a couple, yeah. you know, a young couple, yeah. uh, and uh, and so anyway. Uh, out of the blue, here comes Dad, <laughs> and uh, he he comes over to me, and and I don't know if I I just happened to turn around, and I was smiling. We were having a good time, and and I don't know if he took a step into the room, and just motioned, kind of like I knew I was supposed to come yeah. and address something, and uh, I had the sticks in my hand, and and Dad snatched them up, and he he looked at me in my eyes, and I knew exactly what he was inferring and he grabbed those sticks and he looked at me and he turned and he just took those sticks now sticks are made yeah, of ash break. okay yeah they're they're made of ash they're they're that's a it, most of them are and they're very they're not meant to break no no that's you sure. you if they splinter that's because they've taken a beating yeah well these are fairly new sticks and dad turned he put the love of of uh, the fear of god in me because he just turned and just took one, uh, once one push with with the strength that he has. He's a strong guy, and just over the door jam, just <laughs> crack. I mean, snap that those two, those two sticks in half. And I thought, and then my then my cousin and you know part of the family, but then there was like two others there, and I was of course embarrassed, but then I was like, yep. Yeah, I'm sure I probably had that coming, you know. Uh, we've taken it a little too far by bringing the world into the yeah. sacred place, you know. But Dad remembers that because that was a part of the discipline. I remember it. I, you know, I told it just vividly, that story right now. But um, it was something that that he was kind of making a statement. Sure. Yeah, that, I understand that. That, that. That's righteous anger. Yeah, that's right. And we talk truth. about that. That fits. And I, I even though that. I was upset at my dad for embarrassing me. Everybody in that room knew. They knew my dad uh, was a man of integrity. Mm -hmm. This was not something that was just lashing out of some kind of... He was making a statement, and he used his son to make a statement, and he also knew that his son loved him. Yeah. So I, I, I saw that that discipline was... Now... I grew up getting spankings by my dad. Yeah. You know, it wasn't his own, his very own hand. You know, he didn't use a belt. He didn't use, yeah. uh, didn't use a paddle. He used his hand, and um, I was never in the sense of fear for my dad. I was always in the sense of awe and respect. Yeah. And that's the way we are. We're supposed to be with God. So and that's it. That's and a good, so, um, good analogy. Yeah. So there you go. Yeah, Lord, we love you. I thank you for loving us. Lord, in that love, we like warm, gushy love like that. And a lot of times we don't like tough love. But as we realize, you can't have one without the other because of who we are. Because we still have a a sinful nature that needs to be corralled and straightened out, so to speak, and taken to the woodshed. And that's what happens sometimes with us when we 
my analogy is we get to wallowing around the mud and um, you take us and clean us up and uh, then you take us to the woodshed and it's it's usually never pleasant but after it's all said and done we're glad you did it because it was what good for us we we know the destruction of unchecked sin there's broken families and broken children and broken this broken that because of unchecked sin and you don't want that for your children and you don't want that for your church so you do what you do because you love us and help us to understand that i pray for this message sunday lord that uh, that i get out of the way and and you holy spirit you just you just take charge and you you help us to understand what you're trying to do in our lives because of that great unconditional love you have for us you know if if he was a bad father you just kick us out and say you know get out of here i'm not going to mess with you anymore because you don't do what i say and some earthly fathers do that nonetheless but you're way beyond that lord and we love you for it so right now i just pray for this podcast as it goes out lord that somebody might get a blessing out of it thank you for steve and all the time and the effort he puts into it as well we ask these things in the name of christ amen amen well thank you pastor for bringing uh what you have today and what uh you continue to stay obedient to how he is leading you through his holy spirit as uh we continue to move in and out of each week and so it's all about our lives and how we can be a reflection of jesus christ and and how we can better our lives on this journey and finish the race strong thanks for being with yep. me buddy and uh, i hope that you have an awesome day all the rest right. of your day you too stay dry and uh, folks out there um, continue to encourage one another spur each other on and also invite people to come on in Amen. on sunday morning until the time we meet again on this podcast or uh, this coming weekend, whatever it is, may God bless you richly. And we'll see you. Bye-bye.